Lord God, I thank you and praise you for this moment in time. I thank you for another day that you've made, one that I have purposed that I'm going to rejoice and be glad in. We ask that you would breathe on this word tonight in a fresh way. Allow it to go into the ears of the hearer, but not only into the ears, may it register on good ground in the heart that it might take root and do us good. Father, we thank you and praise you for every listener tonight. I don't know all of the needs that are present, but I know that you are the God who can meet any need. There is nothing that we face that you cannot fix. And so God, I thank you and praise you in advance for what I know that you're going to do for your people. Somebody needs your healing. Somebody needs your provision. Somebody needs your peace tonight. But whatever the need is, I thank you for meeting that for your people. We ask now that you would allow this word uh, to so register in our spirits that we might take it and run a good race for you. We give your name praise, honor, and glory. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people everywhere said amen. Hebrews chapter 12, here we go again. I am going to read verses 1 and 2, although I'm not going to spend the bulk of my time on verse 1. I will spend the bulk of my time tonight in verse 2. I still want to read the whole of what we said. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We thank God for the reading of his word. I I want tonight to use just a very simple uh, uh, subject tonight because I don't want anything to cloud the message that I'm giving you tonight. And, and what I want to use tonight for a subject uh, are simply these words, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. This is what I want you to get, nothing deep but something very profound. Look to Jesus. Hebrews, uh, I talked about it on last week, and I'll just say for a few minutes tonight as we are entertaining it, I was talking on last week about being determined to run well. And I uh, talked about how uh, the Hebrew writer uh, was uh, giving this epistle or sending this epistle to a group of Jewish Christians who had left the synagogue. Uh, They had uh, left the synagogue and started following Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. 
Things seemed to be going well for a while, but it was not before long that these saints, these uh, believers started encountering intense persecution. Uh, they started going through situations that were difficult. They started enduring uh, uh, trials and hardships. Uh, they, in, uh, they faced so many trials and hardships that there uh, enters their mind the temptation to turn back. Uh, this epistle... Uh, uh, that was written by the Hebrew writer is a message to the saints telling them do not turn back. Uh, as a matter of fact, he wants to give them reasons why turning back should not be an option for them who are truly born again. I love it because he goes into uh, this uh, book talking about the supremacy of Christ. He talks about how Christ is the preeminent one, how Christ is superior. He is superior to the angels. He is superior uh, uh, to Moses. He is superior to Joshua and all of those that were known as Jewish greats. He is superior. Jesus is the express image of the invisible God and we ought to look to him. Uh, he is a high priest that does not fail, yet he can be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. Uh, he says uh, that you ought to keep going. He, he talks to them about the importance of continuing on in the faith. Uh, that those who turn back cannot please the Lord. That God takes no pleasure in turning back. That once you start out with the Lord, he wants you to continue to grow in him. So this is important. We see uh, uh, important passages uh, where he says uh, here in Hebrews that you are not to cast away your confidence. Uh, that word confidence in the Greek is bold faith. You are not to cast away your bold faith. In, 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 in other words, he's wanting us to remember that faith is something that we must continue to walk in. This is important here. You do not cast away your faith. You ought to cast away your fears. You do not cast away your faith. You ought to cast away your doubt. You do not cast away your faith. You are to cast away your unbelief. At all cost, you must hold on to your faith. That is the message of this book of Hebrews. As a matter of fact... As we look at Hebrews chapter 11, we find the Hebrew writer talking about those who have uh, gone on holding on to their faith in God and the mighty results that it has brought in their lives. As a matter of fact, when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, he gives you what we have called uh, in, the, in, the, in the church age, the, the hall of faith. Uh, there are leaders that he talks about who, who against all odds believe God 
God and saw great manifestations come forth in their lives. And he says to us that we've got to remember that without faith, it is impossible to please God. He starts off in Hebrews chapter 12 and he says to uh, the people of God in Hebrews chapter 12 and 1 that I have just given you a list of people who kept on holding on to their faith and they saw God do marvelous things. He calls them a great cloud of witnesses. He says, being that we are surrounded by uh, a great cloud of witnesses that we ought to then lay aside every weight. We said that the weight has to do with those things that uh, serve to be hindrances uh, to uh, the race that we are supposed to be running because this is what the Hebrew writer does in chapter 12. He, he says that every child of God in the Christian life needs to view it as a race. Everybody has been given a lane. Everybody has been given a path. Everybody has been given a path of purpose that God wants them to run in. He he wants you to run in your lane well. Well, this is important here because as we teach this text here, he says we ought to lay aside all of, of the weights that seem to get in the way. If there is a weight, he says lay it aside. And then he talks about the sin. We said that when we talk about the sin here, that really the Hebrew writer is referring to a particular sin. It is the sin of unbelief. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. The sin of unbelief must be laid aside because it is an enemy to faith. Well, uh, then I said, but not only unbelief, there are other things that could certainly, uh, 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 that we certainly need to lay aside in this uh, 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 race of life. Anything that would, would stand in the way of us pleasing God, we need to get rid of it. We need, we need uh, to, to, to put it away. We don't need to allow it to have any place in our lives because to give place to sin is to also give place to Satan. Come on here. So this is important. And so the Hebrew writer talks about the importance of laying these things aside. And then he says, running the race with patience. We said that uh, talks about long suffering. That, that, that we the people of God, if we're going to run this race of life for the Lord, we must have long suffering. We must be able to persevere. You can't do anything great for God and you don't have the power to persevere. You got to be able to hold out. You cannot run every time something gets difficult. You got to know how to stand before the Lord or stand for the Lord in stormy season. You got to learn how to keep pleasing God even in the face of persecution. You got to learn how to keep working for the Lord even when you're encountering great warfare. So this is important. He says, 
lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset you. And, and he said, and then you've got to run with patience the race, watch this, that is set before you. Come on, because God is the one who calls. God is the one who issues a path. You don't get to just determine what you're going to do. There is something that God has ordained for you to do in this life. Come on, it is not happenstance. It is the will of Almighty God. Whatever the path is that God has set before you, that is the path that you ought to run. You can't find fulfillment if you're trying to run in somebody else's lane. And so this is important here. He says you ought to run this race with patience, with endurance, the race that is set before you. So I said all of that as, way, as a way of introduction. But what I want to really talk about tonight is this last uh, thing here in verse 2. Uh, and I, I moved through it quickly last weekend. Um, the, the spirit of the Lord started dealing with me. Go back and say more to the people about uh, uh, verse 2 and looking to Jesus. Those words have been sticking out in my mind all week long. Looking to Jesus. So, so I wanna I wanna go back and do this justice tonight uh, by looking here at the words "looking to Jesus" because as we entertain looking to Jesus, what we find is the key to a successful life. When you look to the Lord, it is the key to a successful life. So looking to Jesus here uh, is what I want to talk about because I want to make sure uh, that we're giving proper attention to this phrase. Looking to Jesus, looking to Jesus. This is something looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. I love this because uh, in the Christian race, looking to Jesus is vitally important. I need you to grab this. I said in the Christian race, looking to Jesus is vitally important. Looking to Jesus is a major key for a winning life. So, uh, looking to Jesus, looking unto Jesus. Uh, I love that uh, here in the New American Standard Version, the translation, uh, looking to Jesus, goes forth in the New American Standard Version like this, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Come on, I said looking to Jesus uh, here recorded in the New American Standard uh, uh, gives us really the grasp of what this text means, fixing our eyes on Jesus. It gives you the connotation that we are to have our eyes locked on the Lord. This is important here. We live our best life when our eyes are locked 
on the Lord. Come on, I love this here. Uh, I love the, 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 the way that the New American Standard says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Oh, come on here. Everything is trying to get your focus and the people of God must be intentional about fixing our focus on Jesus. Oh, come on here. We cannot look at the perishing things of the world. We've got to keep our focus fixed on Jesus. We can't look at, amen, money and houses and cars and land. We've got to keep our focus fixed on the Lord. I love this here. He says that we are to keep our focus fixed on Jesus. I said tonight we live our best life when our eyes are locked on the Lord. And I want to encourage tonight every follower of the Lord Jesus to keep your focus on him. The believer's chief focus should be on Christ. That's what I want to talk about here because, you know, we got to make sure that as we are uh, entertaining so much in this world that we don't forget the source of our chief focus. The chief focus of the church should be on Christ. Jesus Christ ought to be the centerpiece of every church. Oh, come on here. That if it's a legitimate church, the, the focus ought to be on Christ. This is important here because when you lift up Christ and make him your primary focus, then people can get set free. When we lift up Christ, I said, and make him our primary focus, then people can get set free. Come on, when we take our, per our focus off Jesus, then there can be no real freedom in the house. Oh, come on here. If you want to experience consistent freedom then you got to keep your focus on Christ oh come on here this is important here so so he, he, he talks about here that we've got to keep our focus fixed on the Lord I said the believers chief focus then should be on Christ that while we're dealing with the happenings of this life our focus should remain on the Lord I said while we're dealing with the many happenings of this life our focus must remain remain on the Lord. Well, I want to talk about this a little further, uh, about looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, I said this, and I want you all to get this tonight, uh, because I really want to make sure that when we leave this teaching experience, that you'll get up and say, God, I want to look to you. Lord, I want to leave this thing looking to you, Jesus. I want to look to you in every area of my life. I want to look Look to you so that I can find the wisdom that I need. I want to look to you so that I can find the guidance that I need. Come on, everything that I need is in you. Why look anywhere else when everything you need is already in the Lord? Oh, come on here. Your healing is in him. Look to Jesus. Your victory is in him. Look to Jesus. Your wholeness is in him. Look to Jesus. Come on, sound mind is in him. Look to Jesus. Everything you need need is in Jesus look to him 
This is important here. So, so when we talk about looking to Jesus, uh, our eyes must then be fixed on him. So this is it right here. I want you to get this. Looking to Jesus does not mean, I said this last week, but I want to say it again, and I want it repeated again. Looking to Jesus does not mean that we don't see anything else besides him. It just means that we refuse to put our chief focus on anything else but him. Come on, I need you to get this because we got to get out of this fantasy world as you're walking through. It's not like you don't see anything else. There's so much to see in the world. Come on here. that There's things that are trying to take your sight off the Savior. And this is why you hear the Lord saying to his people throughout the word, look not to the right or to the left because there's so much to see on the sideline. But tonight what I'm telling you is that our sight must be fixed on the Savior. Let me say that again. Looking to Jesus does not mean that we don't see anything else besides him. It just means that we refuse to put our chief focus on anything else but him. Let me say that one more time. Looking to Jesus does not mean that we don't see anything else besides him. It just means that we refuse to put our chief focus on anything else but him. Come on here. There will always be so much going on around us, but we must let none of those things move our focus away from the Lord. Look to Jesus. When you don't know what else to do, look to Jesus. When life gets crazy, look to Jesus. When life is good look to Jesus never never take off looking to Jesus come on here never let life finding you find you without your focus on the Lord I said never let life find you without your focus on the Lord come on lift your hands come on and tell yourself look to Jesus come on you got a whole lot going on but look to Jesus there's a whole lot of warfare you're facing but look to Jesus come on when you look to Jesus it will help your whole life and so this is it here looking to Jesus does not mean that we don't see anything else besides him it just means that we refuse to put our chief focus on anything else but him so looking to Jesus says several things that I want to make sure we cover. Looking to Jesus says several things that I want to make sure we cover. First of all, looking to Jesus means uh, that he remains the center of all we do. Come on here. Looking to Jesus means he remains our life's focal point. Come on. That to look to Jesus means I make him the center of everything I do. What do you mean, Pastor? That there is nothing that I'm doing that I don't do for him to get glory. Come on here. That whatever I'm doing in word or deed, I'm doing it for the glory of God. Come on. That Jesus becomes the center of it all. Number two, looking to Jesus uh, is, to, um, is to look to gain wisdom from his word. 
come on, looking to Jesus, is to look to gain wisdom from his word. You cannot look to Jesus and ignore his word. Come on, looking to Jesus means that you uh, value the teachings of the Bible. Come on, looking to Jesus means that it is important to you to keep the Holy Scriptures. Come on, looking to Jesus means that you are seeking the wisdom that comes from the word of God. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean to the Lord's unfailing wisdom. Does not matter how great your warfare, keep your focus on God's word. This is something here, a lot of people are not successful in warfare because they don't stay in the word. But to look to Jesus means that you continue to keep your focus on his word. Come on, the word of God is the will of God. See, God's word will equip you to handle your warfare. This is important here. Come on, that, 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 that it doesn't matter how great your warfare, you got to continue to keep your focus on God's word because God's word will equip you to handle your warfare. Honoring the word of the Lord will help you to experience a winning life. So no matter, uh, uh, no matter what anybody says, you, the people of God, we, the people of God, must hold honor for the word of God come on no word is greater than the word of the Lord never turn away from it I said no word is greater than the word of the Lord never turn away from it I love Joshua 1 and 8 this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein for thou shalt make your way prosperous and then uh, uh, then shall you have good success see this is something here when you make God's word your priority watch your life prosper Come on, I'm trying to tell you something here. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus by making him the center of everything. But number two, look to Jesus by seeking wisdom from his word. When you, uh, when you make God's word your priority, you will see your life prosper. Obey the holy scriptures and you will find great success. Come on, that's why the devil doesn't want you in the word. Come on, that's why the devil always wants you talking extra biblical. He doesn't want you sticking with the word. Come on here, Paul told Timothy, when you get down there, you're going to find a whole lot in Ephesus, but it's nothing that the word can't handle. Preach the word. Be instant about it in season and out of season. We don't preach fairy tale. We don't preach new fad. We preach the word of the Lord. Come on, for the word of the Lord is what gives us victory over the wicked one. And so this is important here. Make the word of God your priority and watch your life prosper. Obey the Holy Scriptures and, and, and witness your life finding great success. So number three, uh, looking to Jesus means also to look to the leadership of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. 
Looking to Jesus means to look to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I love this. Again, acknowledge God in all our ways. Come on, seek to know the heart of God. I talked about this the other Sunday. I believe it was at the Wilson Church when I preached this passage out of Proverbs. When we talked about acknowledging the Lord in all of our ways, the word acknowledge means to know. Come on, and God wants his people to seek to know his heart in everything come on here I want to know the heart of God in everything when you acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, you seek to know the heart of God how do you know that you know it through prayer this talks about the leading of the spirit but it also talks about how we are able to tap in and hear clearly the voice of the spirit it comes when we pray come on here come on you, you want to see your life prosper in God get a prayer life come on here people who learn how to pray can spiritually prosper I need you to hear me here so so I want to know the heart of God seek the heart of God when you seek God's heart you are assured his help so this is important here, looking to the leadership of the spirit. This comes through prayer. Come on here, that, 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 that you can hear the Lord speaking to your spirit. Come on, the more you spend time with him, the more you become sensitive to the voice of the spirit. Come on here, the more you spend time in prayer, the more you become sensitive to the voice of the spirit. So this is important here, look to Jesus. See, see, the spirit will only lead into what brings glory to our Lord. Come on. The spirit of God does not go against the Christ. He is the spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is committed to bringing glory to Christ. Come on. Every morning you get up, you ought to seek the spirit's guidance. You can avoid the traps of the enemy when you walk in the truth of the spirit. Come on. Every morning I said, seek the spirit's guidance. I said, you can avoid the traps of the enemy when you walk in the truth of the spirit. So this is it. Obey the holy scriptures. But then uh, come down to this next one here, making sure that we commit our lives to the leadership of the spirit. Every morning we get up, ask the spirit to guide us. See, the devil can't trick those who walk according to the spirit's truth. Come on here. Many people are tricked because they're not walking according to the Spirit's truth. So this is it. Looking to Jesus also means that we recognize him as our chief source. When we look to our Savior, it means that we recognize him as our chief source. My Savior is also my source. Come on, looking to Jesus means I'm looking to him to meet my needs. I'm looking to him to be my everything. I'm looking to him to be my source. See, see, everything that you have going for you, hallelujah, 
is rooted in Christ. Everything I have going for me is rooted in Christ. Everything we have going for us is rooted in Christ. Christ is the source of our strength. Christ is the source of our victory. Christ is the source of anything I have that is substantial. Come on, I need you to get this. We are complete in Christ alone. Colossians 2 talks about that. Colossians 2 and 10. That our Savior is also our sustainer. Come on here. And we are nothing without the Lord. Colossians 2 and 10. You are complete in Christ who is the head of all principality and power. What do you mean? Everything in the spirit realm is subject to the Savior. Come on here. What do you mean? There ain't nothing going on in the spirit realm that's greater than the Savior. Everything in the spirit realm is subject to the Savior. He is the head over all powers and principalities. Come on here. There ain't a demon that can match God. The, the head demon can't match God. The devil himself cannot match God. The devil is not an equal opposite uh, of God. Come on here. I want you to know God reigns and he holds all power. Come on here. The devil is no match for God. Come on. I need you to get this here. That the, the, the Savior is the head of all principalities. Nothing in the spirit realm carries a rank that is even close to the Savior. Come on, do you understand what I'm saying? That's why if you want to battle in the spirit realm, come on here, you got to get Jesus. Come on here. It amazes me how uh, in this day uh, people think that they can war against the enemy and never go through Jesus. Come on here. If you want to win battles in the spirit realm, then you got to do that through the Savior. Because no, no spirit in the realm of the spirit carries the rank of the Savior. Not even close. Come on here. He is the head over all principalities and powers. Come on here. The best the devil got to offer, including the devil himself, cannot stand up to the power of the Lord. Come on here. That's why when you go out to war, you win through the power of the living Christ. Come on. He is the head of all powers and principality. Jesus reigns. That's why we look to him. When resources run low, the Lord still reigns. See, our, our Savior favors his children even in seasons of famine. And this is what I want you to know. He is your source. Your resources may run low, but your Savior never does. I need you to get this here. I said your resources may run low, but your Savior never does. Your money may run low, but your master never does. Your possessions may get low, but your, your, your master never does. I'm here to try to tell you today that Jesus Christ is your source, and I'm here to tell you even when your resources run low your savior can never be exhausted look to Jesus looking to Jesus means that we plan our trust in him he alone becomes the object of our faith 
I love the old hymn, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy, with, with its entirety, holy, lean on Jesus' name. Come on here, see, see, this is something here. When you look to Jesus, it means you plant your trust in him. Come on here, God, I'm banking on you. I look to Jesus, and Lord, I'm banking on you. Come on, I've been talking about trust the last few weeks to the people of God. And I said, when we start talking about trusting the Lord, we're talking about putting our weight on him. Come on here, like sitting down in a chair. We, we, we're talking about putting our weight on the Lord. Come on, uh, this is important. See, the Lord uh, wants us to trust him. He wants us to put the, the weight of our lives on him. Those that trust in the Lord shall never be ashamed. Come on here. Who is your life leaning on? Come on here. See, the Lord is a mighty leaning post that nothing can pull down. Oh, yes, he is. I said the Lord is a mighty leaning post that nothing can pull down. And when the Lord is your leaning post, you'll be a witness of his power. We triumph in life when we trust in the Lord. Those who put their trust in the Lord will never be left in shame. Look to Jesus. Well, in the ancient Greek, the word looking here, denotes a determined and definite looking away from everything else and being presently fixed on the main thing. Come on, did you hear me? I said when we, when, we, when we examine the word looking here in the ancient Greek, it denotes a, a definite and a determined looking away from everything else. Come on here. It means that, that you are being intentional about your focus. Come on. That when I look to Jesus, I'm being intentional uh, not to look at anything else. There's something calling me to the left and calling me to the right. But because I'm looking to Jesus, I'm making sure that I don't give it the focus it wants. Come on here. I love it because the word looking to Jesus uh, then denotes a consistent, not only a definite focus, but a consistent focus. It means that every day, day by day, I must focus on the Lord. Come on here. That looking to Jesus is a day by day practice. Looking to your Christ ought to be your consistent practice. Look to Jesus. This is something here, I need to be intentional about looking to Jesus. Come on, saints must be intentional about keeping their focus on the Savior. Come on, so here we are in the, in the race of life. And we got to stop looking at the sidelines and start looking at the Savior. Come on, get your focus off of people and put it on the Lord. So this is it here. Uh, Satan hates it when we look to the Savior. Come on. I, I want you to get this. Satan hates it when saints look to their Savior. Oh, yes, he does. He doesn't mind you looking off to the side. Come on, matter of fact, uh, uh, the more you look off to the side, the more Satan is delighted. 
Come on. He loves saints looking at the sidelines and not the main thing. Come on here. Uh, looking to Jesus means that you have made him the main thing. Come on here. And you're not looking off to the side, but you're keeping your focus on the main thing. Oh, come on here. That, that means that other things may fall off, but I cannot fall off with the main thing. Come on. That, that other things may suffer, but I cannot let what I have with the main thing suffer. Come on here. I got to keep the main thing strong. Come on. Looking to Jesus means that you keep your focus on the main thing. See, whenever saints look to the Lord, Satan knows he's positioned to lose. Come on. They look into the Lord. They depending on the Lord. The Lord is their source. They're trusting in the Lord. See, when the Lord becomes your source, come on here. When you start looking to him, Satan knows he's positioned to lose. That's why he does not want you looking to the Lord. Come on here. Because when you have your gaze fixed on God, the devil knows it's not good for him. So Satan hates it when saints look to their savior. So, so the devil wants uh, uh, you to look to everything except the Lord. He wants you looking to material possessions and not to your master. Oh, come on here. The devil wants you looking, looking uh, 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 at people and not God's promise. Come on, this is something because we get tangled up in what everybody else is saying. What did God say? Looking at the perishing things of the world, that's what the devil wants. He wants you looking at the, the perishable, perishing things of the world and not God's powerful word. Satan wants you looking at stuff and not the Savior. See, 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 uh, he wants you looking at everything except the Lord. Uh, as a matter of fact, the devil likes saints to stay distracted. Because when you are distracted, you make it easier for the devil to accomplish his assignment. Oh, yes, he can do a lot. The devil can do a lot when saints ain't looking. Oh, come on here. The devil can, can cause many things to happen when saints are not aware. Come on. When your focus is on the Lord, it will keep you, I'm telling you, steadfast. When your focus is on the Lord, the devil won't be able to get over on you. Come on here. So the devil wants you looking off to the side. He wants you distracted because when you are distracted, it makes it easier on the enemy. Come on. Distracted saints are real, are no real threat to the kingdom of darkness. So the devil can do more damage when saints are distracted. Some of the devil's greatest successes take place when saints are distracted. I said some of the devil's greatest successes take place in our lives when we are distracted. Come on here. So, so the devil uses distraction to, disrail, to derail us from our God-ordained path. This is important here. So, so, so we've got to watch out for this because the devil is using distraction to try to derail us from our God-ordained path. But let me tell you something. Great things happen 
when you keep your gaze fixed on God. Come on here. I want you to get this here. Uh, uh, Satan wants you distracted. Come on here. The more you are distracted, the more damage the devil can do. Come on here and see the devil wants your attention off of God's word. Come on. That's what he wants. The, the, the enemy wants your attention oh, on your problem, but not on your provider. Yeah, yeah. I said the devil wants your attention on your problem, but not not on your provider. The devil wants your attention on your hurts, but not on your healer. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something here. It's important for you to confront your hurts, but never lose focus of your healer. Come on here. You don't just have a problem. You have an awesome provider. Come on here. Look to Jesus. Come on. You don't just have a great storm. You have a far greater savior. Come on here, look to Jesus. When, when life is lovely, look to Jesus. Come on here, when life doesn't seem so lovely, look to Jesus. When life seems unfair, look to Jesus. In all seasons, look to the Savior. Well, this is the thing. Distractions come, and they come in many forms. Uh, sinful distractions, things that are not good for us. See, the devil will try to distract you by dangling stuff in your face. The lust of the flesh wants to pull your focus from the Lord. Come on here. And we got to always watch ungodly appetites that try to grab your focus. Come on here. Uh, the devil will come even at weak moments and start dangling stuff in your face. Come on. The devil will try to dangle stuff in your face in hope to take your focus. Oh, yes. He wants your attention. The enemy will use men and women to turn your focus away from the Lord. Come on. I'm telling you, I see this all the time, that, 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 that if something walks by that looks good to you, come on here, it's not hard to take your focus off of the Lord. Come on, this is important here. I need the saints of God to hear me because the enemy, I said, will use men and women to turn your focus away from the Lord. But let me tell you this, I don't care how good they look, never let them turn your focus from the Lord. Come on here. I don't care who they are. Nobody should ever look good enough to turn your focus from the Lord. Oh, come on here. You can't see right when your focus is off of the Savior. Come on. That's why the devil wants your focus off because you can always miss when your focus is not on the master. Come on, you will always miss it, I said, when your focus is not on the master. And that's why the devil says, if I can just get them over here and get their attention off God, get their attention off God's wisdom, get their attention off the leadership of the spirit, if I can just stop them from looking unto Jesus, then I can get a whole lot accomplished. Come on. And some of our big, biggest mistakes are made when we look away from the master. Come on. This is something here. Uh, uh, because when you take your eyes off of the Savior, 
then bad stuff starts happening. See, see, you know what I found out? Uh, uh, some saints are unequally yoked because they stop yielding their focus to the Lord. Come on. When you take your eyes off Jesus, it will leave your life jacked up. Come on. You will always end up in a mess if you take your focus off of the master. Whenever, uh, whatever comes into your life or even leaves your life, keep your focus on the Lord. I said whatever comes into your life or leaves your life, keep your focus on the Lord. Come on. You can avoid a whole lot if you keep your focus on the Lord. See, see, discernment comes when you keep your focus on the Lord. Come on, God will show you stuff when you keep your focus on him. Come on here. You won't be easily deceived when you keep your focus on the Lord. Everything in your face does not need to be a part of your future. You got to look to Jesus. Come on, this is what the saints don't get. They think everything in their face is uh, faces are uh, supposed to be a part of their future. But let me tell you, everything in your face does not need to be uh, a part of your future. Everything in your face does not need to be invited to be a part of your future. Come on, but you don't know. You don't really know what to do if your focus is not on him. Come on here. Come on, this is something that I want you to grab tonight. Everybody, come on, that, that says that they love the Lord needs to keep their focus on the Lord. Come on here, because I just said something here. Everything in your face does not need to be a part of your future. Everything in your face does not need to be invited to be a part of your future. Come on here. See, you, when you look to Jesus... He will let you know what you need to keep and what you need to cut. Oh, yeah, I'm talking strong here tonight. I said, when you look to Jesus, he'll let you know what you need to keep and what you need to cut. Come on here. Look to the master and avoid major mistakes. Come on here. Everybody holding a Bible does not have your best interest in mind. Look to Jesus. That's why so many saints are deceived. I said it's Sunday. Everybody's now uh, got a cash app and a program. Come on here. But it doesn't mean they're operating under the power of God. Look to Jesus. Because when you look to Jesus, you won't be easily deceived. When you look to Jesus, you won't be so easily enticed. When you look to Jesus, you'll gain his wisdom. When you look to Jesus, he'll show you what does not complement your life. Come on, look to Jesus. That's what I'm talking about tonight. See, see, the lust of your flesh will have you looking at money and material possession but let me tell you something we must not let money and material possession pull our focus from the master if you gain them honestly it's all right to have things come on that's not what I'm kicking if God has given you a life you ought to make the best of it however you must never allow those things that you have to have you that's when you in trouble there will come a moment that no matter how big your house, it can't help you. 
There will come a day, amen, praise God, that, that no matter uh, how nice your vehicle, it can give you victory. Come on here. I'm here to try to tell you something here that, that, that you will have many things in, the li in your life, but none of what you have will ever compare to the Lord. God, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. I said, you will have many things in your life, but none of what you have can ever or will ever compare to the Lord. I need you to grab this here. Come on, somebody say, look to Jesus. That's what God wants you to do tonight. He wants you to look to Jesus. Come on, it's all right to apply yourself and do something with your life, but keep your chief focus on the Lord. Yeah, I said, it's all right to apply yourself. You ought to do something with your life but keep your focus on the Lord look to Jesus just remember that 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 you can get in a mess come on that money can't buy you out of and you got to learn to look to Jesus come on I need you to get this here come on no matter what you have none of it can do you like the Lord I need somebody to give him praise right there and say I will look to Jesus see, see the enemy will distract us he will try to distract us with relationships come on here honor all of your friendships but keep your focus on the Lord and this is what I found out come on relationships can get us off come on here because God wants you to honor your relationship come on here it pleases God when you honor your relationship but 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 let me tell you this treat every relationship you have according to the word of the Lord but never stop looking to him come on here your marriage treated like the Bible says you should but but don't stop looking to the master your children treat them like the Bible says you should but while you're doing it never stop looking to Christ come on your extended family treat them like the Bible says you should come on here but never move your focus from the Lord come on your church family treat them like the Bible says you should but never move your focus away from Christ I need you to get this you got to treat people the way God said treat them honor your relationship give honor to whom honor is due but don't lose your focus on the Lord come on here honor people this is what I'm talking about honor people but don't idolize them come on here I said honor them but do not idolize them because ain't nobody God but God Come on. I need you to give this honor all the people in your life, but don't idolize any of them. Come on here, because nobody is God but God. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, because nothing you have should cause you to lose focus on the Lord. I don't care who you have in life. None of them can do you like the Lord. Come on here. Get what I said to you. I said honor people in your life, but don't idolize any of them. Ain't nobody God but God. Look to Jesus. That's what you got to do. Nothing that you have should cause you to lose focus on the Lord. I don't care who you have in your life. None of them can do you like the Lord. What about personal distractions? Here we go personal distractions, those things that keep us from giving our focus to God as we should. Talked about it last week when we talked about the weights. We said that some things are not, not sinful. 
uh, uh, not particularly sinful, but 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 we got to properly manage them. Come on, some things you you don't have to get rid of. You just need to put them in their rightful place. Come on here. Good to have friends. Good to have a, a TV, right? Good to have your phone. Good to have social media. That's how I'm coming to you tonight. It's a blessing to be able to come on Facebook Live. It's a blessing to have YouTube. It's a blessing for the word of the Lord to be able to come through the social platforms that are available to us today. Come on here. There's nothing wrong with it. It's good to be able to do ministry. Do ministry with your phone. Ministry with your social media. Ministry. Come on here. On YouTube. It's good to be able to do all of that. Come on here. But, but, but let me tell you this. We've got to make sure that we don't lose our focus on the main thing. See, see, some things become a distraction because we fail to use discipline. Come on now, hear me, hear me. I said some things become a distraction because we fail to use discipline. Come on, some things are not bad for you. They just need to be properly managed. Come on, Anytime your phone time taken away from your prayer time, anytime your social media time taken away uh, from what you ought to be doing in the scripture, come on here, that there, there's nothing that you have that you ought to take the place of God. Come on here, nothing in your life ought to take your focus away from the Lord. See, this is important here because sometimes a lack of discipline can lead to major distractions. Come on, get what I said here. Some things become a distraction because we fail to use discipline come on so bring all of that stuff in line right put put a, a time limit on it come on don't let it don't don't be don't be scrolling when you ought to be in the scriptures come on don't be on your phone when you ought to be in prayer Come on, don't let that stuff stop your focus from being on the Lord come on here and this is important, even with ministry. This is something I have to always remind myself because 24 hours a day I could be going. Always something to do. Always somebody to talk to. Always somebody to pray for. Always somebody to serve. You know what? It's so much going on. But you know what? Even, even if we don't bring our ministries that God gave us into proper management, they can be a distraction. Come on. God doesn't mind you serving people. In fact, it's the will of God that you serve people. Come on here. But let me tell you, don't let your serving them make you stop spending time with him come on because you got to keep talking to the Lord in a way I can stand up here and come and give you a fresh word every week if I don't spend some time with God come on here I've got to spend time with God for my own personal life and then I've got to spend time with God to be able to bring uh, the bread of life to the people of God come on here it takes time come on so we got to make sure that even what we do for people uh, is brought in balance. Come on. That, 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 that we don't lose focus on the Lord. Come on here. So, so it's great to serve people, but you got to keep time for the Lord. What about people distractions? See, uh, sometimes people distract us. It's easy, I'm telling you. While you're trying to do the will of the Lord or do the work of the Lord, it's easy to get distracted. Come on. It's easy to get your mind off of what God has purposed you to do. 
what you should be doing. You know what? Because while you're walking in your purpose, there are people persecuting you. Come on here. When you've got divine purpose, you ought to expect persecution. Come on here. You can't have great purpose without persecution. Come on. They talked about the master of the house. How much more will they talk about them who serve the master of the house? Oh, come on here. This is important here. Uh, people, uh, distractions. You, you can't do great things for the Lord and be ignored by the enemy. So, so this is something here. See, so you got to be careful. God is doing a new th thing through his people. Come on. Yes, he is. And when God is doing something new, expect the enemy to launch something negative. Come on. If, if you're doing a great work, there will be moments of great warfare. Come on. Don't lose your focus fighting people. Come on. Let them talk. You have work to do. Look to Jesus. Come on here. Uh, uh, while, while they're being petty, God wants you to remain purposeful. Come on. I'm talking to somebody tonight. You want to do great things for God? but you can't get over people. Come on. That, 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 that you, wanna, you, wanna, you want to do great things for Christ, you've got to learn how to stop wasting time on every critic. Come on. People are going to talk. Come on. Make sure you're doing what's right. And when you know you're serving the Lord and honoring God in your life, come on, don't let people keep you mixed up taking your focus away from you. Come on. I said you can't be great in Christ if you spend your time answering every critic. See, see, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Don't let your feelings make you lose your focus. Come on. If, if you stay in your feelings, then you sacrifice your focus. Come on, I'm, I'm telling you what I know. You don't get to stand up for the Lord. Amen. Without, without having to live sacrificially. Come on. You can't do everything that comes to your mind. You got to keep your focus on the master. Come on here. While people are running their mouths, you got to keep your focus on the master. Oh, come on here. And see, the hour is too critical for us to be focused on anything else other than our Christ. Looking to Christ is to be the consistent practice of the saints. This is something here. Don't get off the main course to entertain minor things. Come on. Don't ever drop purpose to entertain pettiness. Come on, I'm talking to somebody, and especially those of y'all who say you're great leaders and you want to do this and go that. You know what? So we, you show a great weakness when all you do uh, while you're working for the Lord is complain about your enemies. Complain about who don't like you. Didn't you know that? Didn't you know when you got out here to do something for the Lord, there were going to be some folk that didn't like you? Come on. And see, I said this Sunday, you are not out here to please the crowd. You're out here to please the Christ. And anytime you please the Christ, there will be some in the crowd who don't like it. Come on. 
but this is it right here. You keep going on with the Lord. Don't get off the main course to entertain minor things. Come on here. Come on. I just said it. You can't do great things for the Lord and be ignored by the enemy. And I said that the hour is too critical to get sidetracked over craziness. Come on. You, you know what you got to do in this hour? You got to be intentional about what you give your time to. Come on here. That, 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 that in your time of worship, you got, to, you got to ask the Lord what is worthy. Come on, what is worthy of you entertaining? Come on, you got to know in this hour that Christ has to be the center of it all. See, the devil wants your mind on anything except that which honors the Lord because distraction is about getting you off the main course. Looking to Jesus. And this is it tonight who is the author, come on, and the finisher of our faith. Why look to him? Two things tonight. Uh, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. We would not have any faith if it had not been for the Lord. He's the author of our faith. Come on here. Why are you saved? Because of the Savior. Oh, come on here. You would not be saved had it not been for the Savior. And when men could not get to God, God came to man in the person of the Lord Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Thank God for grace because when man should have gotten judgment, God sent Jesus. Lord, have mercy. When we were wretched in sin, by grace, we were reconciled to the Savior. Or oh, Jesus took our sin and gave us his salvation. He's the author of our faith. Jesus took our death and gave us his deliverance. He's the author of our salvation. Jesus took our negative past and gave us a new position. He is the author of our faith. We are not saved because of our goodness. It's because of God's grace. Human greatness could not save us. Only the grace of God could do that. I love the words of the Apostle Paul. I am what I am by the grace of God and the grace that he has extended to me is not in vain. Come on here. Let me tell you, keep your focus on the Lord because he is the author and he is the finisher. He is the perfecter that the God who started it will bring it to completion. And I'm telling you, if you keep looking to Jesus, if you keep your focus on him, the very thing that he started in here he shall complete it somebody give him praise right there tonight come on great things happen when your gaze is fixed on the Lord can I tell you tonight the Lord is worthy of your focus come on here because he's always faithful come on here things around you might be jacked up but keep your focus on Jesus come on here he is the victorious one I love it here and this is the last thing tonight. Come on here. He says he is the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross 
despising the shame and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know what that's telling us? Jesus got the victory. Why do you look to him? Because victory belongs to him. If you want to live a victorious life, you ought to look, look to Jesus because the victory is his. Come on and give him praise right there. Come on and give him glory. Come on, he is the victorious one. When the world, come on, stood against him, Jesus won. Come on here, Jesus faced persecution and he prevailed. Come on here, he faced the challenge of the cross and he prevailed. Come on here, he is now seated. Can I tell you, come on, the Savior won over sin. He defeated death. He, he, he took the greatness that was once held by the grave. That's why you ought to praise him because he's seated. No priest under the Levitical priesthood could serve the temple or the tabernacle and then sit down. Always he had to come back the next year and do the work over again. But look at this Jesus. He is not a priest after the order of Levi. He is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. For he has no beginning and he has no end. This priest, when he offered his blood into the heavenly tabernacle, was seated at the right hand of God. Jesus holds the victory. I need a praiser tonight that says I'm going to look to him. Come on, I know you got stuff going on, but I'm here to tell you tonight you win if you look to Jesus. I know they're trying to distract you, but you ought to grab a praise tonight and look to Jesus because if you look to the Lord, he'll give you the victory. If you look to the Lord, he'll heal the wounded places. If you look to the Lord, the very thing you're thinking about, he'll have it worked out. Lift your hands and praise him right there. Some of you just to praise away. Come on here from God, doing something mighty in your life. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. I know the enemy's hidden, but look to Jesus. I know the devil's fighting, but look to Jesus. I know the people are talking, but look to Jesus. If you're looking to Jesus for real, I want you to give your Lord a shout of praise right there and let the devil know no matter what happens in my life, I'm looking to Jesus. You can't look to Jesus and be left behind. When you look to Jesus, it'll land you in a large place. Somebody put a praise on it right there. Not looking to the people, not looking to the money, not looking to the possessions. Come on here. Not looking to material goods. My eyes are on the master. God's got my gaze. I'm fixed on him. And tonight, I give God a praise of victory because I'm looking to Jesus. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I need somebody that's got a praise to put it down right there. Some of you are up against some stuff, but your victory is in who you're looking to. You're looking to Jesus. Somebody praise him right there. Sickness can't win. The devil can't win. Your enemies can't prevail. What's working against you cannot overcome you because you're looking to Jesus. Somebody put a praise on it right there. Looking to Jesus, who is the author 
and the finisher of our faith. That's all tonight. He's your source. Look to him. He's the one you trust. Look to him. You are complete in the Lord alone. Look to Jesus. Come on. Things around you will fail you. But look to Jesus. There is no failure in God. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. I know you're in a rough spot, but look to Jesus. Everything you're in, everything you need rather, in this moment is in the master. Look to him. Look to him. Don't let the devil make you look away from him. Look to him. He is your source. And even when your resources run low, your source remains strong. Look to Jesus. Father, I thank you and praise you for the people tonight. So much is trying to come against the focus of your people. So much is trying to stifle what we give you. The devil hates when our eyes are locked on you. But Father, tonight, I thank you for supernatural strength to your people. Even if we have, through so much happening in life, moved our focus away from you, we say forgive us and help us to now turn our focus back on you. For our hope is in you. You are our source. You are our everything. And those who look to you will never be left in shame. And so, Father, I thank you that even in this moment, we will not allow anything to cause us to look away from you. And even though there are problems that are arising, we continue to look to the Savior. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you that whatever the people need tonight, all we have to do is look to you. You are the healer and we look to you. You are the way maker and we look to you. You are the deliverer and we look to you. We look to you and we are glad. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for giving us this message tonight. And with all that we have, we vow to look to Jesus. God bless you tonight. Thank God for all of you. I love you. I'm praying for you. Share this message, please, tonight. Hear it. Let it register in your spirit. Whatever you do, look to Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, he will land your life in places that you never imagined. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Look to Jesus.